A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings about those characters, and then make the characters fight for our amusement, and hopefully yours too. I'm your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw, with me as always is a little bit of whiskey and a lot of Ken Napsock. Happy to be here back with an old friend. Yeah, uh, Sometimes back. 
our recording schedule puts us in uh, before lunchtime, and that's a that's a depressing spot to be without our friends on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. We're really kind of pulling back the veil. Our last episode was recorded right before this, and we didn't have whiskey. And now, a pizza later, the whiskey yeah. has appeared. <laughs> Magic. Uh, we are lucky to have two great guests. Last week, we had uh, guests, uh, or 10 minutes ago, from our recording perspective, uh, we had some <laughs> great guests from Pencils in Parsecs. We have more different great guests from Pencils in Parsecs. We have, returning to the podcast, Emma Fife. Hello. I'm so happy to be back. It's uh, been yeah. a while. Yeah, this is so great. And this is, uh, Facebook told me this is a, one of our podcasting anniversaries, Oh, is Emma. it really? Yeah. Oh. The episode you did of my podcast, Obsessed, oh, came out obsessed. two years ago oh, today. Oh, that is great. <laughs> Night. It's so nice. It's nice for Facebook to remind me how fast time is passing. Uh, and brand new to Four Center and Databank Brawl, it's Kim Cannon. Hey, what's up? It's my first time, and the force be with me. The force <laughs> will be it. with you. <laughs> the force is with everyone on this podcast. Right? It's great. Hmm. So we got to hear a little bit uh, last week uh, about what Pencils and Parsecs is. Uh, you guys are both players on the game, Correct. so I thought it might be fun uh for some of our listeners to hear a little bit more about your specific characters that you play in the main campaign. Oh, so, yeah. Kim, All right. who do you play on Pencils and Parsecs? Uh, I play a character called Ayo Korvika. She is a former child slave turned uh, professional assassin. Nice. Uh, Good career she's path. She's Mary Allen. <laughs> um, so she's a lovely shade of green with even lovelier face tattoos. Oh, um, yeah. And at this point of the story, she is... Oh, geez. All right. Well, at the beginning of the story, let's go there. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, she's just joined up with this motley crew of uh, renegades, if you will. And um, she's got secrets. Okay. So she's an assassin, right? Mm -hmm. So what are her weapons? Since this is databank brawl, how does she kill? Oh, well, herself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always said, I mean, I've always said, you know, everything you think what a Mary Allen assassin would be, don't. Ooh. Yeah, don't. Mm. Uh, On the surface level, she blasters, knives herself. (laughs) <laughs> I like Sarcasm. that. Sarcasm. I mean, those are her main, uh, her main weapons of she, choice. She kills with words. Yeah. That's right. What do what you use as a weapon and what are you in touch with? Blasters, <laughs> knives, myself. That's but I've great. always said, whatever you think that may entail. Oh. Yeah. Man, you are good at selling this show because oh. now there's the mystery of yes. like, yeah. how will the killing how happen? Kill and Emma, are you yes. a killer on Pencils and Parsons? I am not. Uh, actually, my character, so uh, her name is Killara Faye and she <laughs> but is... she's got kill right in her name. Oh, I know. No, but it's it's one with a Y. Okay. Yeah, it, like you do in Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, a, on a previous episode, uh, uh, Joe Star was making up a alias for his character for like a fake ID, yeah. and he said his name was Fred Jenkins. <laughs> yes. And then, and we're like, really, bro? That's not really a Star a Wars person. name. Yeah. So we 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 altered it. Yeah. So he added some Y's and an apostrophe, an apostrophe. in there. Oh, nice. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. good. Yeah. Star Wars, not Fred yeah. Jenkins. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, Kilara is uh, from Mandalore, but where the time period is in our mm-hmm. game, it's set between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Nice. Uh, so when she was a child on Mandalore, like when she was really little, it still was during the reign of Duchess Satine. So nice. her parents were very hardcore supporters of Duchess Satine, oh, New okay. Mandalorians. So uh, yeah. yeah. So so she came from a pacifist background. Uh, However, she didn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, And so she ran away from home when she was like a teenager. Uh, Details of that on the show are still vague. Obviously, I know what they are, but uh, I'm not going to uh, reveal all of the specifics. Uh, Ended up in the company of a pirate crew. Uh, So she was like a pirate for a little while. Uh, And then 
following uh, an event with her previous crew, uh, she now has a massive bounty on her head. Uh, she is separated from all of her old <laughs> crew members and has this new crew that she's kind of in charge of. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's great. Both of your character descriptions end with ellipsis, which is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll Here's find like, out. We have both spent a lot of time yeah. developing our characters. Yeah. I, I actually too much time went that. through the galactic timeline the other day and yeah. literally <laughs> made my own personal timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like what was on the Holonet when she was 13? Exactly. It would have been formative. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. but, but that's part of the yeah. fun of what you can do with pencils and parsecs and all these yeah. kind of uh, RPG, RPG games stuff, that are yeah. that are now uh, yeah. you know kind of uh, emerging as a, a great form of entertainment, and, and and so I imagine it's not only fun, Kim, but like you're able to kind of craft your own story uh, and pull stuff. From Absolutely. It. On our last episode, um, we did make mention a couple times that I sent Bert, our GM, about yeah. 12, 13 pages of backstory. Oh, nice, nice, good, so, good for yeah. you. Much I love yeah. people who do their homework. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still updating it, and I'm still sending him yeah. even more detail on top of that just because I'm weird like that. That's awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to hear a little bit more about how you're weird. Uh, I, I assume some weirdness will come into of this, course, but yeah. um, how did you begin your Star Wars adventure? Just give us a little picture of you know where you started and where you are now with Star Wars. Oh, sure. I could tell you exactly where I started. I started with my Star Wars adventure being turned off by Star Wars. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes, my very first exposure to anything Star Wars was when I was about like five or six years old. I was at like my uncle and uncle and aunt's house and okay. everybody was watching Return of the Jedi on VHS yeah. um, however I walked in on them watching like the last 20 minutes of Return of the Jedi <laughs> specifically <laughs> the scene where the Emperor was uh, zapping Luke with force lightning yeah. okay. um, and Luke is on the ground screaming and you know agony and yeah. theaters looking on and I immediately said oh thought to myself this isn't for me yeah, I, I turned around and I left the room. This is torture yeah. porn where yeah. a child is just on the floor screaming, Father, please. When that lightning yeah, no hits context. his teeth. Yeah, the lightning yeah. hits his teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can feel that. Yeah, vivid memory of like tiny six-year-old me seeing Palpatine with his teeth basically uh-huh. yeah. electrified. Um, yeah. And I just thought, whatever this is, I don't like this. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't pay I gotcha. attention to anything Star Wars until I was in junior high when... Admittedly, that's when the uh, special editions came out. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But it was my, f- you know, I had, I can't truly hate, I mean, they're not good, but I can't truly hate on the special editions yeah, because no. that was the very first time I saw any sort of Star Wars anything in a theater. So just the fact that they yeah. were released in theaters makes yeah. me grateful that they exist. The- now, granted, hindsight is... Oh, yeah, but who cares? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people that's it's where they yeah. start. You like what you start. So some people right. are like, what, Star Wars with in a Jawa doesn't, you know, fall off a Ronto? Screw you. That's not Star Wars. In yeah. Star Wars, there are yeah, Rontos. I, the special editions for, for a, you know, there's always different generations of Star Wars. There's a, there's a lot of people on our friend Maud Garrett. That, that was the first time mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 97. So, yeah, I think I think special editions will always have a special place. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling people in. Pulling people Pulling in, people I mean, in. looking back there. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the some, some of the CGI yeah. doesn't really hold up. <laughs> no. you know, some of the changes I'm, were odd. I'm, I'm, very I'm, kind. I, I want to go to a Jedi Rocks concert. I don't know. What yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> I like it when Han dances a little bit uh, as Credo shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Shakes yeah. back and forth a little bit. And you're all in on Star Wars now. I am all in on Star Wars now. In fact, I have actually worked. Uh, as a professional Jedi for the past eleven oh, yeah. years for the Walt Disney Company. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. That's Do you really know cool. your? Uh, were you? I should say, were you allowed sure. to choose your form fighting style? Uh, your lightsaber fighting style? No, we were. I mean, uh, 
we, how do I explain that idea without revealing <laughs> without, too much? Without giving away secrets. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, somebody on the internet actually dis- determined yeah. my Jedi Master um, fighting style for oh. me. Oh, wow. Uh, because I was the West Coast's first official female Jedi Master for the nice. Legacy Company. And so that got a little bit of traction when yeah. I started doing that. And somebody looked at my lightsaber kata and said, oh, she does, her form is Juyo. Okay. Oh, form. nice. So, yeah. That's really, so, really cool. Officially slash unofficially, that's my form. Yeah, I would say you have a lightsaber form. You're all in on Star Wars yes. is a yeah. good uh, good measuring stick. Uh, Emma, you've been on the podcast before. I have. You are everywhere talking about Star Wars. People, I, I know where you are at Star Wars now. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever asked you, what was your hook? What was the first Star Wars that oh, grabbed you? Oh, listen, I watched the original trilogy. We had them on Laserdisc, yeah, I nice. want to say. I, I know we definitely got the, like... It was before the special editions, but there were these really nice remasters um, Mm -hmm. and they came in this big black box set and all of the movies were like multiple discs to ensure like best image quality. And I can still remember where you had to flip the disc during Return of the Jedi (laughs) because that's what you do with, with, uh, uh, you know, laser discs, you flip them over. Um, But I, yeah, so I, I had seen the entire original trilogy by the time I was four years old, probably definitely five, uh, five would be the oldest. And because I was the kind of kid that I liked stuff that scared me a little bit. Okay. Um, Uh, you know, my, my favorite, I'm more on the Kim side of life. Yeah. I'm out. Scary. Yeah. My, my favorite movie as a kid was, uh, the dark crystal, which is that Jim Henson movie where everything is puppets. It's real creepy. Uh, That thing still scares me. (laughs) Right. Right. That was my, that was my favorite movie as a kid. And, but like to the point that in, in the beginning of that movie, there's a scene where the old uh, emperor of the Skeksis dies and crumbles. And I mm-hmm. was so terrified of that scene. I would run and jump and hide behind the couch and then I would come back out. So that was mm. kind of the relationship that I had with Star Wars was it was a little bit scary to me. But, oh, I, yeah. but I liked that it was a little bit scary. Oh, nice. um, I, I was very <laughs> traumatized by Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, I, especially that scene in the beginning on Hoth when the uh, Wampa shows up. The sudden. Yeah. Oh, that really, really scared me as a kid. Uh, And then also um, cutting open the Tauntaun and it's like contestants. That was all that was all super gross to me as a kid. But again, I was so fascinated by stuff that scared me. Yeah. Uh, But a a story that I I may have told on this podcast. I know I've told it on the Internet before, but, uh, you know, I, I. I remember being very scared of Empire Strikes Back because it was so different from mm-hmm. New Hope, which was largely family friendly. And I, I yeah. mean, the ending yeah. of Empire Strikes Back is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my first exposure to any sort of cliffhanger. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. From Empire, really oh, yeah. frustrated and, because. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I never experienced but that. I also uh, was, but. I was also so little that it didn't occur to me that like that's not an ending. Like this, right, is, right. this is clearly not the end of the story. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I I hadn't seen Return of the Jedi. It wasn't so much. It's not like my parents didn't tell me there was another movie. I just didn't really think about the fact that there right. was another movie. And I remember one night uh, I was in my little brother's crib because my brother's three years younger than me. So I was like. I used to sneak into his room and jump into his crib and play with him and convince him that the people that him, his reflection in the mirror was another baby because he had a mirror in his <laughs> crib. Because you like terror, yes. yeah. Uh, and then I, I like jumped out. I was going to go to my bed, which was further down the hall, and uh, our our sort of 
rec room is what we called it, which was our room where we had all of our, you know, our nice TV and sound system. Yeah. And my, my dad is really, really my, a cinephile, I don't think is really the right term for my dad, but he, he likes to have a nice movie watching setup. Yeah. Uh, and so I heard sound coming from that room. My parents were watching a movie. And so I, I went in to see what they were watching and it was they were only at Jabba's Palace at this point. I mean, okay, I mean, a yeah, good yeah. chunk of the beginning of Return of the Jedi is yeah. Jabba's Palace. But uh, I remember seeing the first it, vivid memory I have is seeing Salacious Crumb and sitting down. And then I was looking and I, I saw Lando with that helmet on. Yeah. And I was like, that guy looks kind of familiar. Like, my parents <laughs> didn't tell me that it was Star Wars. And I got Monsters. so mad at them <laughs> yeah. when Leia took the freaking helmet off when she was in her bounty hunter outfit oh. and Han Solo was in the Carbonite. And I sat down and I watched that movie with them immediately. <laughs> for, that is a great uh, Star Wars origin story. So yeah, story. that that was uh so where it began. Yeah. It is, it is where Beautiful. it began. And then I I obsessively watched the original trilogy yeah. as a kid just as you should. constantly. Yeah. Uh and then it, again with with the special editions kind of thing I for me I already was so into those movies but that experience of getting to go see them in theaters was, it was really important to me. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah, because it's so communal, and I think that's what we all get to enjoy as, as Star Wars broadcasters yeah. now is that great community spirit community. and uh, sharing those stories. Yeah. So thank you uh, for sharing your <laughs> intro to Star Wars story. Now let's kill some people, yeah. maybe, <laughs> or just right. wound them, kill them. We'll decide sure, as we sure. go. Emotionally. Uh, yeah, if you're listening for the first time for some reason, this is what we do. I get these entries specifically off the StarWars.com databank, so they're minty, fresh canon. We talk about these characters, if we like them, if we don't, our feelings, and then we improvise a fight. So here we go. Are you ready for your first combatant? So ready. <laughs> All right. Our first combatant is that beloved Star Wars character, PZ4CO. You know, <laughs> everybody knows this Yeah, PZ4CO. Here's what StarWars.com databank has to say. Built to resemble the long-necked Tophalid species, PZ4CO is an invaluable intelligence droid based at the Resistance headquarters yes, on Dakar. I, I do know what this one is. Despite her hulking appearance, she speaks in a pleasant voice, offering tactical data and communication support during operations. PZ and C3PO often work together to monitor the Resistance galaxy-wide network of droid agents. So, yes, PZ4CO is one of these characters that people don't know by name. They didn't buy her action figure much when it came out (laughs) in Force Awakens. It's still on shelves to the day that we're recording this. Uh, But everybody kind of recognizes her visually because she's quite striking. She's like a weirdo C-3PO with a giraffe neck and Mm -hmm. maybe on steroids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's got some uh, shoulders. Yeah, Yeah, she does. Yeah, and I like that they acknowledge that despite her hulking appearance, she speaks in a pleasant Mm -hmm. voice. Yeah, absolutely. 2.06 meters tall, feminine programming, plating color blue, and uh, equipment. uh, She has a holo recorder. Oh. Oh, yeah. Works closely with uh, Lieutenant Connix, uh, Billy Lord's character, of course. So, yeah, that's a good... We love our weird droids. I do love, I'm looking at a picture of her with... Billy Lord and Carrie Fisher right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And one of the reasons I've wanted to have her on for a long time is she's one of the characters that they tried to use as a framing device for the Journey to the Force Awakens books. Mm. Yes. Uh, the Leia book, Moving Target. Uh, PZ4CO's job is to record important history of the rebellion. 
Ah. So Leia's like, I'm busy. And C4CO is like, I'm sorry, you must tell me a tale of the old times. <laughs> and then we actually hear the story of, uh, of moving targets. So PZ4CO has a lot of jobs. Yeah. Tactical mm-hmm. data, communication support, and running a network of droid agent spies. Yeah, and, and, a, and a record keeper for the, a, yeah, the history of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and a biographer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's writing the Leia book when it comes out in <laughs> Star Wars world. Uh, so, Kim, uh, yeah. do you have emotional reactions to PZ4CO? Uh, not necessarily, but I have. I mean, <laughs> I have been told that my voice sounds like a fancy robot, so <laughs> I kind of like her already. <laughs> so yeah. you relate to that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I relate. Yeah. yeah. And well, she likes stories. She likes stories. Do. Yeah. And she's kind of strangely emotive. Uh, she's just a droid, but like you see her going with Leia in the Last Jedi yeah. after Leia has yeah. been picked up from from the floor, and she looks like she's so concerned about Leia. Yeah. Or yeah. busy. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And emotive. I so now can only picture Kim as a droid now. <laughs> now, that I, now that I've had that place, you, you do have a very pleasant, uh, but not an authoritative tone. Fancy it's robot. Fancy, fancy robot. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. yeah, like you're being very nice to me, but I feel I should do what you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got some sci-fi in your voice. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Emma, do you have an emotional reaction to PZ4CO? I, I kind of do, and I think it 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 <laughs> it links back to what you were saying, Joseph, about the the framing of the Leia book and the fact that she is this collector of stories. And I I always like when they specify that a droid has female programming. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I uh, yeah yeah I, I like that that she's a, a collector of because because to me the concept of collecting all of these important stories about the history of the rebellion that in of itself is very emotional it's mm-hmm. i mean that's it's also <laughs> very much against what say the empire was doing totally was trying to suppress or destroy yeah, right. yeah. race history yeah yeah, yeah. 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 pz yeah. comes right. in is like yeah let's let's take care of this ken how do you feel about pz 4 co um I, you know i love the weird droids in star wars i love uh, that you can you like you say you kind of recognize them by by face first yeah in a second and uh yeah uh, it, it's what I love a lot about what Force Awakens did is bring some familiar. This is a protocol droid. It even has that 3PO-like center we're mm-hmm. used to seeing, but then it, it changes it and gives us something different, and uh, I'm ready to see how a PC will do under pressure. Yeah, I mean, I, I love her, because I read the book, I saw the action figure, so right. going into Force Awakens, I was like, I hope I see this droid somewhere. So it was like that fun experience of looking. I was on the lookout for PC 4CO <laughs> right. from the beginning, and I also just looked like, I like designs that look like, why would anyone make this? Because she's real, real, the hulking appearance, yeah, but she's got that really long, weird neck. Like, Mm -hmm. is that where her uh, recording data lives? Is that how she got a server in there? What's It almost looks like, you know, when you're designing toys or figures and you kit bash, they call it, where you take different frames and and weld them together or meld them together. Yeah, it looks a little bit like that. Okay, so uh, we are going to move on then, now that right. we feel our feelings about PZ4CO, to our next combatant, who I don't think anyone will be super familiar with because they are brand new to the oh. StarWars.com databank. They just got added, and that is what is going to be a future fan favorite, I believe, Neeper's Pan Pick. <laughs> what? I would like to point out though that I started typing Neep into my uh, like Google bar, and I Google so many Star Wars things that it autofilled. It yeah. autofilled Neepers Panpic. All right, well here's the uh, database oh entry. Oh my god! Oh, there's the drop where they all see Neepers in their photo. So <laughs> hold your shock and revulsion. We'll talk about it. I want to get through the database entry, and then we will talk a lot about what Neepers okay. look like. 
A private investigator based in Cantobite's old city, Nieper's pan pick knows more than anyone about what the resort city's power brokers are up to and what they want to keep secret. While not a member of Cantobite's elite, pan pick dresses well to keep from attracting notice when his job forces him to rub elbows with the super rich. And if you're already looking at a photo of Nieper's, you know it's really funny <laughs> that he thinks he's not attracting notice. <laughs> All right, Ken, I will give you wow. I'll give you the honors. Can you try to uh, attempt to describe what's going on with Nieper's face? Yes. All right. So imagine like a classic alien head, kind of the big eyes, not quite like Shriv. All right, not kind of not, not 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 that direction, but a round cabbage patch kid head, <laughs> giant alien eyes, and like a 1930s uh, werewolf mouth, and like. But like old England facial hair and an mm-hmm. outfit, like Nieper's pen pick, probably fought with Watson and Holmes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, he has chops. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. those chops. Yeah, and, uh, big meaty hands. Oh yeah, look at <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There's they a sausage finger. There's a yeah. Star Wars card where he is touching himself with his <laughs> yes, big meaty yes. hands. <laughs> yes. that's a hell of a thing. He's like, wow. Almost, like I do say. Yeah. Oh my God. And I believe, uh, I think the key thing that I want to be canon, because it's true in every single photo of him, his mouth is permanently open, open. as though he is being goosed. <laughs> and you can see his little yes. teeth. Yeah. His mouth is in a that permanent O shape. Truly, truly disturbing that he would try to be a slick, undercover private dick yeah. whose mouth is always making an O shape. Um, going back to the data, Mick, did they yeah. do they list his species? They do not. So here's the thing. It's so same for Wikipedia. No, that's just called an alien male. Yeah. So Nieper's is from the Canto Bite novel. Obviously, he's in in, in uh, Force right, or, in, or in, Last, in Jedi. Last Jedi. But uh, the, these details are all from one of the one of the better stories in the Canto Bite novel yeah. uh, mm-hmm. of him going around. And I in the novel, I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think it listed his. It's it's definitely not listed on Wikipedia, and and I find that fascinating because um, I don't want to start that debate. But you know, we we hear a lot in Force Awakens and Last Jedi, the new trilogy. Well, there's just a bunch of new alien species yeah. to bring mm-hmm. back some of the old, and I, I can see I can see that. I like maybe a good mix. I love the new aliens, but the fact yeah. that they're like we don't even know. <laughs> He's just. He's just a private detective. He might be the last of his kind. He's yeah. pan pick. Very true. The last blah, blah, blah. Who yeah. knows? Who cares? All right. So we don't have as much to go on with our emotional relationship with Neeper's pan pick. But let's try. Yeah. Uh, Emma, how are you feeling about Neeper's? I, listen, uh, I'm all for a good little detective tale. Yeah. So <laughs> from that perspective, uh, I am automatically attracted to this character. <laughs> He's yeah. so strange looking mm-hmm. that... I feel like he's sort of so ugly. He's cute. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, and you know, I I it, it, I find it incredibly endearing that this bizarre-looking little creature thinks that he is like totally slick and undercover. Yeah, right. <laughs> no one can see me. They yeah. can throw food in my mouth, but uh, no one at can any see time me. at literally any time <laughs> you can throw food in his mouth because, as far as we know, it is incapable <laughs> of closing. All right, Kim's uh, fingers are still <laughs> dancing across her phone trying yeah. to figure out the mystery that is Neepers. But how are you Here's feeling? The thing I am feeling very mixed about him because yeah. on one hand. <laughs> I can always appreciate somebody who dresses well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. This, this alien is a very well-dressed alien. However, his teeth freak me out. <laughs> his hands kind of... Like, the teeth are hand, creepy. His hand placement specifically yeah. freaks yeah. me out. The self-touching? He's, he's touching himself. He's got an um, Oh My Stars look there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's trying to hold his nipples on his body. <laughs> basically, basically. So... 
Oh, gosh. I mean, hey, A for effort, Neepers, but you're a little freaky. All right. Well, yeah. so Neepers has got a little yeah. bit of a, yeah. a challenge in front of him when it comes to Kim. Yeah. Ken, how about you? Well, first of all, uh, if I get a dog and I need to name him a Star Wars character, <laughs> I now have a new option. You do. Neepers. Neepers Panpick is a good character. This is what I actually love about Canto Bite. And, and, and I always say, you know, I love Last Jedi, but... Canto Bite actually wanted more time there. A lot yep. of people don't mm-hmm. like that sequence for other reasons. I actually thought, what a wonderful world. I want to spend more time. And I thought we moved through it so fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, there is the book, all that kind of stuff. And this is this is why, because this is a fantastic, the fact that he is, like Kim said, he's so well-dressed, but he's he's faking it to try to fit in and go on his little, oh my, missions, I'm going <laughs> to solve things. Um, there's something fascinating about that. That uh, and, and one way or another, uh, we won't see it on the big screen, but a return to Canto Bite is... Uh, I'd lo- I love that movie. Return to Canto. Oh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Starring I... Neighbors Panpick. <laughs> <laughs> I love weirdos. It's why we do this podcast, uh, this yeah. particular uh, podcast on Forest Center at all. And there's so much weirdness here to love. There's the mouth. There's the big, weird ears. There's the tufts of, uh, as Ken described, mm-hmm. British facial hair. Mm-hmm. But then he's also, he's got all of the sort of age and stress lines that look like he is just stressed out by life. That Neighbors is a hard yeah. rock life. Yeah. 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 Cover. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's stressful. It's yeah. a tough life as a private investigator. It's <laughs> called the Canto Bite Gumshoe. Here, yeah, is he really? Yeah. In, the bu- in the book, which yeah. I've read, he, there, it is a little bit more L.A. Philip Marlowe. Yeah, hey, hey, buddy, yeah, I'll sort that out for you. But he does look like a British man who's been served yeah. the incorrect tea, and I like that <laughs> yeah. contrast. He does look always just a little offended, I oh, think, because yeah. of that open mouth. I say. He wanted Earl Grey and not Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or they, like, tried to serve him milk with his Earl Grey. Oh. Uh, oh. How Unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. All right. So we know wow. as much as we need to about PZ4CO and Niebuhr's Panpick. So let's fight. Okay. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, always, we start by deciding where the fight happens. Neither of these characters have canonically died, so mm-hmm. we can set it kind of any, any time we want. We can go to Canto Bite, or we can take Neepers off of Canto Bite. I mean, we could always... You know, just create the sequel that you really want to see, Ken. Canto <laughs> Canto Bite. I, I, I love. We've had only one fight on Canto Bite so far, right? I think we've had two, two, but, or maybe I'm just imagining to the future because we're going to have at least we're going to have more. Yeah, but we can mm-hmm. fight on Canto Bite. I, I think it, it makes some sort of sense. Yes, uh, as Kim's suggesting here, a return to Canto Bite and yes, and Neepers and Peasy are there. Yes. Okay, so uh, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to imagine that uh, we are going forward from the Last Jedi. Yes. Yes. Peasy Forcio uh, survived, I believe. Yep. Um, so, uh, there is another, uh, need for information on Canto Bite. Right. Uh, I'm just going to say that the, uh, I'm going to make up that the resistance slash rebellion, they need a line on some, uh, money, some credit. And they mm. think that there's somebody who might secretly loan them money on Canto Bite. So they've mm. sent PZ4CO to go walk around rich people and record. <laughs> She's got all that information, data storage in her neck. Right. I've decided. So she's just walking through the casino, right. recording rich people to try to figure out which yes. one of them is a sympathizer yeah. to the resistance. So as she's uh, going along through the can, uh, the casino, she is going to encounter Neeper's pan pick. So uh, as she is approaching a specific group of uh, rich people, she hears something shocking from one of the rich people. Kim, what does she hear one of the rich people saying? Is that in dis- is that is that alien wearing a well tailored suit? Why <laughs> <laughs> is his mouth open? <laughs> My goodness, do you think that he thinks he fits in here? <laughs> well, I mean, he's obviously put in the effort. Look at his chops. <laughs> it is a very well groomed set of <laughs> chops. Chops, yes, chops yes, chops indeed. I beg to yeah. differ, but he has put in the time to right. grow them. So PZ4CO leans in and realizes, uh, this is a conversation worth following up on. So right. she leans in and says, uh, excuse me, uh, may I ask, I, I'm, I'm looking for a well-tailored person. May I ask of whom you are speaking? 
Oh my, you are large and hulking. <laughs> Indeed I am. And yet my voice usually calms people, so they are not afraid of my neck and shoulders. I would say that you stand out quite as much as the well-tailored person whom you seek. Thank you. <laughs> what is the name of this well-tailored person? Well, he's only known as the gumshoe of Cantobite. <laughs> that's his name? <laughs> No, I don't know what his name is. But that's what we call him here in these circles. Oh, mm. is he nearby? He's hard to miss, <laughs> despite his best efforts. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Uh, so she goes and she starts to right. scan, uh, yeah. and I think, ding, 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 she identifies Nieper's pan pick, and she goes strolling up to him. Ken, what is Nieper's doing as she approaches? He is uh, trying to talk to uh, Lovey, which is uh, the Master Code Breaker's... Assistant slash partner rival slash partner. Um, and he's over there trying to maybe get some information on the Master Codebreaker. Oh, okay. He's yeah. trying to break the Master Codebreaker. Yeah. We won't even, yeah, who knows what Nieper's uh, case is about. Right, we'll, we'll right. He's working on, yeah, something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that. I think this is very important to Nieper's, actually. Yeah. I'm going to make this up that, uh, that Nieper's is having a hard time financially as well. Oh, And yeah. somebody has hired him to get more information on Master Codebreaker, and he needs that money. Right. So PZ4CO comes hulking over. He's <laughs> like, excuse me, you are well-dressed. I would like to speak with you in the lavatory. What? I can't go in there. There's no way I'm going to go in there. I'm on a mission. I'm sorry. This is very important. May I speak to you somewhere? And she leans way down, and she speaks directly into one of his big ears. She's like, I must speak with you in private. Um, oh, uh... Okay, follow, follow me. Uh, uh, we'll head on down. Oh, my. We'll head on down to the Fathia Staples. Okay. so they, No one goes down there except for some sea urchins of uh, little children. So they, they march down there uh, to the, the Fathia Stables. Uh, but before they can actually get there, uh, something strange happens. Uh, another character jumps out with a vibro knife. And tries to rob them, Emma. That's true. Absolutely. And uh, and he jumps out and he's like, a, he's a weird little like Rodian. Uh, mm. And he's like. <laughs> a weird little Rodian. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, he's very strange. But he has a translator thing so you can hear him speaking oh, yeah. basic, obviously. Because, yeah, right. you know, Kanto Bite, you got to be able to do business dealings. But uh, he's kind of a like part of the shady underground, uh, like collection of thieves that are that are just robbing rich people blind when they yeah. drunkenly stumble out of the casino. Uh, <laughs> and so he mistakes that that's what's going on here. Right. And he's like, give me all your galactic credits. <laughs> nice. Nice. And uh, here's nice. what I think happens. I think PZ4CO reaches out with her big robot <laughs> hands, and I think she just sta- snaps his little Rodian neck. Just crack. Oh, and wow. Neepers freaks Oh, I didn't know that PZ was so violent. <laughs> Is she recording this? Oh no, she turned her recorders off. Got it. off yeah, the just, just off for the just there's a little there's a little glitch. Off uh, the record, but yeah, but I think Neeper suddenly realizes, oh, this robot really means business. I'm in it trouble. Is yeah. Serious about money, and Neepers freaks out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Neepers react to this? Neepers uh, grabs his nipples as he's wont to do, <laughs> yes. uh, and yes. I think backs into a wall because Neepers realizes he's in way over his head. Yeah, because it's like a little pathway that they're walking down, so there are like walls along the side. Oh, they're the in side. a little alleyway. Yeah, they're yeah. in like an alleyway. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's Dark where alleyway. creepy thieves hang out. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. absolutely. I love that absolutely. that would be the natural reaction of whatever species Neepers is. Yeah. It's like when you're frightened, back against a wall and hold your nipples, <laughs> and everything will be okay. And I would say that his jaw drops open in surprise, but <laughs> it's already there's no, so no, it's all there. Open. And what is uh, he? 
he's back against the wall in shock and horror. What does he say? He's Ken? like, I will not let you kill me. What are you doing? You can't. I'm, I know. I, I'm Nepris Panpick. I have very important work to do. Yeah, and, and he says, I, I, I do not want to kill you. You do not attempt to rob me. I will only kill you if you attempt to rob me. That's my basic programming. And and Niepers does not respond to that well. He's not listening. He's lost. He's, he's panicked. Mm. And he actually crawls up PZ. Uh, Ooh. I think oh, Niepers, yeah. I, we're not sure on his height, yeah. but I imagine him a little bit of short stature. Yeah. yeah. And PZ's very tall, so he climbs up on top and just, he, he grabs around her large neck and head, and he's just like with one f- of his big sausage fingers, starts to punch oh, her, no. audio, yeah. her, her audio and visual, visual uh, receptors. And I think while he's doing this, he's like, you can't fool me, I'm a gumshoe. You are sent by Master <laughs> Codebreaker to murder yes, me. Yes, yes. To yes. Murder Naturally. Probably not uh, the first droid that the Codebreaker is sent after. So. Yeah, yeah. No, and always de- the one that doesn't look like a murder droid. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's yeah. true. Because PZ, again, she's very uh, sort of gentle giant looking mm-hmm. with her big long neck. But, you know, he's he's beating on her head and neck. And yeah. that's, of course, where all of her very important data is stored. Yeah, and so right. she's like... No, I do not wish to kill you. I wish to converse with you on very important matters. Do not beat me. I store very important information about the history of the Galactic Rebellion. I don't care. He's just punching us. Yeah, he, right. he can't be reasoned with. Yeah. So how does PZ retaliate? Now, what's PZ's range of motion? She's a mm. droid. How yeah, are her, her arms long enough to reach the top of her own head? Yeah. I think is the important mm-hmm. question that you're asking here. I, unless they extend, I'd it say no, debatable. but she yeah. could probably get to Nieper's feet. Yeah, Kim, oh, you know, this yeah. is this is up to you. You can give her extendo arms if you want, yeah. or you can deal with her limited range as yeah. you decide her next move. You know what? She has very limited range, but I think she is going to aim for Nipris' feet. Okay, so she yeah. grabs him by the feet? She grabs him by the ankle, or she tries to tries anyway. To. She tries she to? a valiant effort. Okay, yeah, and I think what happens is he his little feet are wriggling. He's used to moving fast, uh, and so she gets his pants, and she mm. just rips his <laughs> pants apart. Now, she doesn't pull them down. They, like, tear apart. <laughs> oh, like they, no. If, if pants could explode, that's what happens. The force she grabs them. <laughs> right. Like, right, right. And yeah. Nipers is not happy no. because he spent a lot of effort on this suit. And he's like, I say yeah. that proves that you've been sent to murder me by the code breaker. Violence. And I Violence. will add that in a species that in instinctively covers up their own nipples, yeah. they're very shy. Yes. They don't want, he doesn't want his under things to very, be seen. Very, very shy. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that does actually cause him to like leap off of her neck because oh, okay. he, he well in, I mean he needs to cover himself he's up <laughs> yeah so he's he, like the Star Wars version of a never nude exactly like, exactly yeah. so he like <laughs> so he goes and, and he grabs one half of his ripped trousers and okay. just like you know towels it around his waist to just you know make sure that everything's all covered yeah down there uh, yeah and he thinks right. I think he says I'm going to report this and he starts running now PZ can't allow him to report this so right. she no. goes after him Ken. Mm-hmm. She she marches after him. Yeah. What did, what does she do when she starts catching up with the um, She um her arms again, we, we determined she can't doesn't have extendo arms, is that what you no, said? No, no, it doesn't. We yeah. don't think so. So yeah. she's trying, she's trying, and I think and and I've had this experience in, in real life one time chasing someone and they tripped on their pants. <laughs> Um, so he trips on his shreds? Yes, which which allowed us to arrest him, which was a, a bad strategy on his part. <laughs> uh, so uh he Nepers falls down and PZ just Jumps on top of him. Yeah, and I'm going to add that when he falls down, there is like a little uh, like crudité, yeah, sort of mm-hmm. that has been dropped there because they serve fancy things. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That in his open mouth just <laughs> sucks up <laughs> this alleyway crudité. <laughs> 
Because if he's going down, he's he's going down with with uh, fancy refreshments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the irony of Cantabite right there. Yeah. Alleyway yep. crudite. Yeah. So uh, true. All right. So he's down in his face. Uh, in I think uh, PZ Forcio is uh, still trying to reason with him, but I think he has now reached mm-hmm. uh, fight or flight. He tried flight. So now he's going to go back to fight, and he knows that yes, he needs true. to end this. Now, he is a gumshoe. He is smart. He's <laughs> taken on lots of different uh, uh, aliens and droids. So I think he will whirls around. He's still mm. on the ground. But I think he takes just a second to, in those big eyes, study PZ4CO and think, where is her true weakness? I tried punching her head. Mm-hmm. So it looked a little wobbly. But where's her weakness? When he scans, Emma, where, where does Niepers think he sees a weakness? Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, he, or, or maybe not so surprisingly, because, you know, he scans the body and obviously she does have this very big head and neck situation. <laughs> and, it, you know, in theory, you might think, oh, that's very vulnerable. That's very exposed. But the real problem with PZ is that she's actually incredibly imbalanced. She's super top heavy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's actually her left ankle specifically. Okay. Like yeah. 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 So uh, I think that he... Yeah. he he reaches for the alleyway and he's trying to find mm-hmm. something uh, to grab to whack her in that left ankle. Yeah. Kim, what does he what does he find as he grasps in the darkness? Actually, what he does, because it is so dark, he can't find anything. Mm-hmm. So he uses his natural resources, which is that fine set of teeth that he has. That's oh. always, <laughs> and I think he just gr- instinctively <laughs> tries to just nip at her ankle. On her okay, ankle. so he tries to bite her ankle, her uh, droid ankle with such force that it will malfunction and she will topple over. That's the yes. plan. Yeah. yeah, and I think, oh man, this noise is just painful. Oh yeah, it's like a... <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about lightning and teeth. Yeah. This is a far worse sound. Remember when Obi-Wan tried to kick Grievous in the shins? Oh! Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, uh, he actually breaks one of his teeth. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. breaks... One, one of his teeth go flying out, but yeah. with it, a spark of electricity. He's getting a little mouth shocked. Yeah. But it's working. Her her leg is starting to burst apart. Totally, totally working. Yeah. Uh yeah, but again, I mean he he is getting a little bit of um mouth shock, but as she kind of goes down, he thinks to himself, hmm, perhaps I can use this to my advantage. And then he uh like goes at because like she topples down like to one side because it's the right. left ankle. Left so she ankle. kind of falls and and she's going forward and then he tries to latch on with his currently electrocuted mouth like to her shoulder and transfer <laughs> yeah. that electricity oh, and keeps this going. Nice, yeah, yeah. Nice, he's trying yeah. to use himself as a conductor and essentially. Just as, yeah, wow, just yeah. as a little cinematic moment right right around here <laughs> a couple of people walk past and they actually think that this droid and this uh, this sentient being are, are actually having some sort of weird yes. tryst. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, think it's maybe think sexual love affair. and they yeah. walk away. They're very <laughs> well, they've seen it. It's one of the one of the uh, rich folk that when the father years were uh, racing through town their eyes Eyebrows were all up. The, the, yeah, the, the yeah. one guy's looking. He's got, got I think, on a white white scarf on. I think. I think he's just like this town is 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 getting worse and worse. Yes. First, the father years were racing through here. Now this. <laughs> Get a room. Yes. <laughs> we must <laughs> vacate immediately and go to Spira or some other fine yeah. resort planet. Yeah. Get a pod. <laughs> I don't know why. Everyone at Cantabot has They're all vaguely pretentious. <laughs> we're all sort of British, aren't we? <laughs> uh, Alright, so those, those two walk past. <laughs> uh, now, so this electricity shocks through kind of the arm region. It numbs out one of her arms. She's toppling over. She's mm-hmm. having to try to counterbalance to bring herself up. And I think PZ has a moment of clarity where she realizes this has gone out of control. Mm-hmm. This person uh, is bleeding, losing teeth, and is still fighting. Yeah. I, I need to get in control of this. And looking back at her uh, databank entry, she offers tactical data. 
Oh, yeah. So she oh, should yeah. be able to analyze this situation tactically sure. and realize how mm-hmm. to try to put Neepers down. So Ken, mm-hmm. kind of like Neepers did, she's going to analyze the situation. What does she come up with? Look, I must inform you, the chances of you winning are less than 2%. My metallic body versus your teeth, you have a chance of winning. It is 0%. Your tactics are very wrong. They're chaotic. They're wild. They're not thought out. You're not slowing down to think what's happening. Let me show you how to win the battle. Uh, I'll show you by winning the battle mm-hmm. in a way you should win the battle. And it's like spinning knee per- head. Uh, his, like, mm-hmm. There's too much illogic and logic being thrown okay. out. Okay, right. so she's doing the classic mm-hmm. uh, thing that humans used to do to computers. We're right. confusing them. Yes. But yep. she's using it on this sentient yeah. uh, character. Right? And she's also, her, yeah. she's got some wires Droids frayed. She's not thinking clearly. Yeah, she's well, not thinking And I mean, y- you know, in this whole moment of of trying to confuse poor Neepers here. You know, she's, she's again, she's very tactical. So she's taken in everything that's happened in their fight so far, even though she was in a little bit of denial about it for a while. <laughs> and of course she has come to the realization that Neepers is essentially a star Wars never nude. And so yeah. she mm-hmm. just goes immediately for the jacket. And so with her arm, that's like not dead. Oh, yeah. She just rips off the jacket and shirt in like one fell swoop. Okay. She's very, very strong. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this. And I think uh, just to get to the picture of it is she's doing both of these things at the same time. She's mm-hmm. looking him in the yep. eye. She's going on and on. And then yep. the dangling arm is very subtly reaching yes. down, <laughs> right. grabbing the front of the coat and yeah. it rips it all away. And now uh, I feel like, uh, Kim, you're really yes. tuned into how Neepers handles his uh, unfortunate body shame. Uh, how, do, how does Neepers react to this? Well, here's the thing. He, uh, because he is the Star Wars equivalent of a never nude, there is the Star Wars equivalent of denim covering. Duradenim? Duradenim. So again, his hands go instinctively there, but he realizes, oh no, he's got a safety blanket on. Okay, so um, it's safe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For now. Yeah. For now, but he said, decides to counterattack because it's okay. given him just enough moment mm-hmm. of pause. Safety yeah, blanket. I think he has also a little vibro knife that is hidden under each nipple for safety yes. in yes. his duradenim. Yeah. So I think he, he's covering his nipples and he feels also his little knives like, ah, yes. He whips out the little knives mm-hmm. and I think he just goes to hack and slash in town on uh, PZ4CO and I think now she is in danger and she's kind of stumbling backwards as she's trying to block it and there's sparks coming off as he's hacking away and she's swinging yeah. oh, and I think no. this is a good time to pause our combat as we always do and discuss who we think should win. Like who would really win in a fight and who do we want to win based on our story and all those things. So uh, Emma, do you have a strong opinion about the victor? so funny because I was totally team PZ. Yeah. But I appreciate how scrappy Neepers is in yeah. our story. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he's making some fear-based choices, but he he's not giving up. He's, that's, no, that's I, and I, I appreciate that kind of tenacity. <laughs> and, you know, this is the thing is, uh, is sometimes you make mistakes, uh, and he's somebody that is being reactionary in a way that is beneficial. You know what mm-hmm. I like? The, yeah. Like it is reactionary, but there's, there's a little thought process behind it. Yeah, yeah. He has reason to be paranoid. Half the city is after him. Yeah. He thinks he's mm-hmm. undercover, but you know, you read any Philip Marlowe story, yeah. nobody's ever as undercover no. as they think. No. You know, he's no. getting hit no. with a sap. No. Ken, uh, how do you feel? I I kind of, uh, and following what Emma was saying, I was going with the droid early. She's part of the resistance, right? She's, mm-hmm. she's a good yeah. guy. She's a good girl. She's a good character, right? She's part of the winning team, or at least what we want to be the winning team. But there's something about Neepers. There's something about yeah. his resiliency and uh, just a man about the galaxy doing his own thing. <laughs> just kind of, you know, trying to 
you know, solve some crimes, do some good on his own small level. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's, and the fact that, as Kim's pointed out, he's done such a good job, but not a great job to try to fit in. I feel sorry for him because mm-hmm. he's also failing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel, Kim? I'm actually going to take the opposite approach, and I'm going to mm. be on Team PZ here, mm, uh, right. mainly because, hey, I mean, Nepers' tenacity is admirable. However, I mean, he is easily thrown by the uh, by the <laughs> fact that his pants <laughs> were ripped off, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Or, or physically thrown by exactly. a droid that's a lot bigger and stronger than yeah. him. Exactly. But right. I also appreciate the fact that PZ can multitask because mm. she was trying to logic bomb him as well as tear off his clothes at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. true. Yeah. That's true. See, all right. Now I have to be the deciding vote, but yeah. uh, you know we, we we fudge with things here on databank brawl. I think the hard truth is PZ can physically win this fight. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So I think that she needs to physically win this fight, <clears throat> but I think that Neepers can have a personal victory within this physical defeat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's possible. So let's. I think so. Let's tell that story. Okay. 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 So Neepers is hacking away at PZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is realizing that at least for now, my mission to find uh, this rich person uh, has I've gone us. way way <laughs> off the rail. Yeah. This is not good for me. Uh, so I need to end this physically and decisively. Ken, do you have a thought on how she phys- on PZ physically ends this combat with Neepers? Uh, I think she needs to get. As upright as possible. I know yes. she's got some leg and ankle damage. Uh, needs to get upright as possible. And I imagine she's got, because she's kind of top heavy, mm-hmm. she's probably got some big feet. I haven't seen a picture that really shows that. Yeah. I, it, based on her action figure? No. No? <laughs> Pretty normal size feet. But she's got some powerful They're metal feet. feet. They have to be. Yeah, she stands somehow. Yeah. So, there is gravity in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Her goal, whether she accomplishes it or not here, is to step above his face <gasps> and crush it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, she, so she is attempting to attempting do that. Attempting. Okay, keyword. great, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I think what she does is she does, uh, she has uh, seen, she's recorded uh, Ray doing this move. So she's uh, she's gone into her is. files of yeah, like, yeah. what does Ray do? Ray does surprising things in fights and mm-hmm. attacks people's body parts that they don't expect to be attacked. Right. So I think she she shoots out her one working leg and she kicks it under Nieper's legs mm-hmm. so he falls down to his butt yeah and yep. she, as she spins and as she spins uh she brings that same leg up to come crushing down right now emma you you're a fan of neepers i, am. I don't feel like neepers needs to have his cool head exploded like a melon hmm. no so how does he how does he get stomped but not head exploded well i mean he has the two <laughs> vibro knives yeah so what he does is he makes like a like an x like to shield oh, his yeah. head yeah. with Very the vibro cool. knives and yeah. so her foot slides and so she stomps like right in the middle of his chest oh yeah um, which is painful but she doesn't go down with the full force because he like blocked it so he slides off his i mean listen he's not getting back up anytime soon but in the process yeah so her foot like slides down onto his chest and that hurts obviously and it also knocks off his duradenum rips up so he he makes it he is so exposed right now winded and ashamed. Horrible British noises. Another tooth comes flying out. Uh, so she's got him down. Yes. Kim, does she leave it at that? He's he's his clothes are pretty much all decimated. He's exposed. He's down. Does she leave it at that and leave, or does she do one more thing to make sure he's out? Um, I think 
Oh, no, no. She doesn't walk away from a fight unless it's a dog. <laughs> right. Um, so her foot is right. So it's gone through <clears throat> the vibro knives. Yeah. Yes. So basically uh-huh. the vibro knives were, he put the vibro knives right. in front of his chest. She got thrown off. She still hit him hard in she the chest. But her her foot chest, would be yeah. like slightly to the side right got now. It. So what I think she does, I think she just does a classic body slam. And she just lets <laughs> all of her weight, all hulking with a pleasant voice, weight just falls straight on top of I like that. Yeah. I think she's been computing that for a while of like, yeah. and at mm-hmm. this exact moment, my leg will go out and I will fall down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she does. Wham! All right, Oof. so whew, this is terrible for Neepers. Yeah. But Neepers, in this moment of shame and pain and tragedy, finds a way to get an emotional victory. Yeah. Or even maybe a financial mm. one. Ken, what is the little bit of victory that Neepers claims in this moment while he's pinned under an angry droid? Um, he has... You know, like, uh, since he's kind of an old uh, British private detective. Sure, thing, yes. He has in his sleeve, uh, where normally you'd have, like, a little Derringer pistol that pops out, he has, like, a little, like, USB type of data recorder. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. nice. And he's able to insert it into her neck. And he downloads valuable resistance information that he knows he can use in future cases. Uh-huh. And he's like, nice. I'm glad I thought about that. Nice. Yes, I like this. He he jams it in. Uh, PZ uh, kind of yeah. misses it. Uh, yeah. Doesn't quite know. It's just like a little irritation. It's a little isn't tight. isn't yeah. sure. But yeah. he, like he's really good. He jams it in, and it's yeah. a speed USB because it's Star Wars, and we can right. make these things up. He pulls right. it out right away. The USB-C. USB-C. Real advanced. Real advanced. He uh, pulls it out, and uh, I think PZ says, "You will never bother me like this again, or mm-hmm. anyone else. Do not speak of this." Right. Goodbye. And she uh, makes her. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's she's, she's kind of yeah. It's like it's like a stumbling kind of a way. Yeah, yeah. She only has one functional leg. Yeah, and I think that as she uh, reviews the recording, because she was she was record she didn't record when she just murdered the guy, but she was recording this, and uh, she feels bad that she failed on her mission mm-hmm. to get some money for the resistance, and she realizes like oh maybe if I do some like tasteful digitization mm-hmm. and like remove some defining features of us both, I could release this on the dark holonet yes. is an amazing like fight video mm-hmm. right? and make some money that yeah. way. And I think this is the story of how PZ realized that she could just yeah. go to Canobite, right? pick fights with random weirdos <laughs> and then and sell them for money on the dark holonet. Yeah. Yeah. Internet famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and general Leia uh, hears about this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. You know, we've all done what we needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. All right. And to yeah. end us out, uh, uh, give us a moral, Emma, from uh, Nieper's perspective. What did Nieper's learn this day? You know, what, what Nieper's learned this day was that uh, even in your greatest moments of failure, even when you've uh, been completely body checked by a droid, you can still gain small personal victories. And he also got one step closer to being more okay with actually being nude. <laughs> yeah. She opened him up about his feelings. Yeah. Most of like, you don't yeah. always have to cover your nipples. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, as he's laying there looking up into the stars, he's like, that's eh, not, it's not yeah, bad. It's Feeling not the bad. wind on his yeah. nipples for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Kim, and what does, besides monetization, mm-hmm. what does PV take away as a, a personal growing moment? Oh, what does uh, PZ take away as a personal growing moment? Oh, mon- I mean, besides monetization, because mm-hmm. that was her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should accomplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's pretty happy with that. But like, she records all these stories, mm-hmm. so she reflects. She's, I think, a mm-hmm. droid who's really in tune with like. There's a point to a story, yeah. like 
So, like, great, monetizing, that's a practical yeah. thing, but what did what she, learn? she learn? Yeah, well, what did she internalize? From this story, we've gathered that she is very logical. She is very brainy. However, mm-hmm. sometimes brawn overpowers a brain, and sometimes you just got to body slam a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my favorite that's... moral. Just like, <laughs> that's so nice. You know, sometimes, kids, you just got to body slam a bitch. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I've been around the world a lot, and, you know, sometimes yeah. people misunderstand each other and <laughs> body slam them. Yeah. Yeah. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's is true. so great. Thank you all for joining us on this very violent Canto Blade adventure. <laughs> we learned a lot about monetization yes. and British noises. <laughs> Emma, uh, people can obviously find you on Pencils and Parsecs, yes. but where else can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram uh, at my name, Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. That is all Fs. As in Frank, no S's as in snake. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm doing... Lots of stuff. You can check me out over at the Movie Trivia Schmodown doing all kinds of things. And um, I also do uh, an anime sort of news talk variety show for Hyper RPG's Facebook page called Hyper Otaku. We put out videos a couple times a week um, and still got a Sailor Moon podcast called Love and Justice. Uh, So, yeah, you know, um, I do a lot of things. I'm all over the place. Just, you know. Twitter it up. You'll know what I'm doing. <laughs> nice. Nice. And Kim, how about you? Where can uh, people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Kim Cannon. That's Kim with a Y. So it's K-Y-M-C-A-N-O-N. Uh, you can find me uh, every Wednesday on Hyper RPG on Pencils and Parsecs with Emma here. And uh, I am an LA-based actor, so you could also find me uh, on whatever happens to <laughs> think I am viable. <laughs> <laughs> and people can see you at Disneyland, right? Yes, they can. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I nice. won't say one because seeing Kim is always a surprise. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh. You can't plan a trip. You just have to be lucky. The force be has lucky to be either. with you to see that great lightsaber form. Ken, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at catnaps across all social media media platforms and on Twitch. Uh, my my new endeavor, the old the old guys playing games with the kids. Been a lot of fun. And uh, Knapsack Files podcast as well. Excellent. And uh, we always like to thank Tony Thaxton for our awesome theme music, both the beginning theme and the ending theme. Tony's got a Patreon of his own where he writes weird Star Wars songs all the time, so go check that out. You can also uh, support Force Center on Patreon at patreon.com slash Force Center. We've got t-shirts and stickers and whatnot at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And new, we have a website. It is at forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. We have a page that's our databank brawl databank, which lists all our fights, all the winners. And weird details, like Neepers being a never-nude will probably throw up on there. Uh, you can find my personal podcast, Obsessed, and listen to the episode that's exactly two years old, where Emma and I talk about Sailor Moon. You can find info on my podcast and live shows and all that stuff on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said while no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.